You're listening to Bull and Dave's Excellent Podcast, Chicago's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bull and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. Episode number 74, Bill and Dave's excellent podcast coming at you from Chicago, Illinois. I'm Dave flying solo. Bill has a personal day today. That song is called Cold Heart. It's by an artist named Duncan Davis. Uh, We stumbled on that because Duncan gave us a follow on Instagram. We appreciate it. We followed him back at Duncan Davis. It's D-U-N-C-N Davis. And that song again is called Cold Heart. It is a jam. Hopefully he doesn't sue us. But yeah, check it out. Uh, We got it on Spotify. I'm sure you can get it everywhere. All that fun stuff. Some quick housekeeping before we get the ball rolling. I don't know if you saw on our Instagram, we shared that uh, our friends over at House of Vans are bringing back house parties. Basically, it's a concert series, and uh, we got some different artists. And it's right right down in Chicago, 113 North Elizabeth in Chicago. Uh, You basically get an opportunity to go to a free show. You got RSVP. There's space limited. You can go to houseofvans.com to do that. But big artists, uh, everyone from Vince Staples is there. He's going to be the first one, May 31st. Uh, but go to houseofvans.com. You got to RSVP a couple weeks before in order to get in. You got the Breeders, June 15th, Taking Back Sunday in July, The Rapture. Uh, there's all kinds of bands. Anderson Pack has got a week, uh, got a day there. So, so yeah, check it out, houseofvans.com. It's their summer house party series. Glad to have that back here in Chicago. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw as well, we got denied an opportunity for a press pass at Lollapalooza for like the third or maybe fourth year, at least the third year in a row. And I I get it. I get it. There's a lot of podcasts out there that probably use that as an avenue to get free tickets to stuff. That's not us. We already had four-day passes, so I'm not worried about it. I just thought it'd be a cool opportunity to get to interview some of the bands that play earlier, you know, some of the young up-and-coming bands that maybe you don't hear so much about because there's four days of concerts, nonstop bands, four or five stages, six stages, whatever it is. And everybody hears about the headliners. You know, there's, I think it's Ariana Grande and and, and 21 Pilots. I know better. We're not going to get those guys on the show, but I thought maybe some of the some of the guys that are maybe first year or newer, we might be able to get a word with them and talk to them about their music. Uh, not this year. No harm, no foul. Eventually we'll get taken seriously. I get it. I get it. So let's get this ball rolling and let's go to the phones. On the phone right now, we have a legit triple threat actress, producer, writer, and maybe even now a quadruple threat director, Luciana Fallhaber. Welcome to the show. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. And uh, first of all, uh, we want to talk to Luciana about her new film that's coming out May 14th. Uh, it's a horror film, which horror films everybody knows I'm deathly afraid of, but it's called Don't Look. And uh, you kind of do everything in this film. I did. It was uh, quite the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, kind of an old school, uh, like a throwback to old school uh, slasher movies, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? That's right. Now, Luciana, I can't sit here and lie to you and be one of those uh, interviewers that pretend like they saw the movie. I didn't see it. I did read about it. And uh, uh, I get scared. I get scared with slasher <laughs> movies. So what can you tell somebody like me that gets scared at mov with movies like these? Well, I'll say that this film has a lot of humor, so do not be afraid to check it out. Even though it's called Don't Look, Do Look, um, it's definitely a fun time in the, the movies. That, that was the idea behind it. Javier Gomez, who is my partner, my producing partner, and I, when we set off to this film, we wanted to do something that reminded us of our childhood, um, which was growing up with these summer flicks, you know, a little bit of skin, a little bit of scare, but definitely a lot of humor. So when you walk out of a film like ours, like don't look you're not going to be leaving the, the the room or wherever you're watching and feeling scared you're going to definitely be feeling happy excited having a good laugh and just ready for the rest of your night for sure that's uh all right now i'm feeling a little bit better about it I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest <laughs> i'm feeling a little bit better uh, but i do want to say congratulations because i know it's it's super hard these days well i suppose all the time but especially these days getting a film made so uh how was that process for you uh getting this a made because you have to get financial backing and all that fun stuff and i know you did a lot of crowdfunding uh what was that process like for you yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was definitely long and difficult. Um, like you mentioned, we ran a Kickstarter campaign just when Kickstarter was at its peak. Everybody seemed to be running a different crowdfunding campaign every week. So it was hard to break through the crowd and try to get people engaged and involved. But luckily, um, both cast and crew that we already had assigned at that time really were connected with their communities and their friends and, and their families. And it's really, you know, the base of the people who donated to the film at the end we had about about over 500 people and we really felt that responsibility but as you know making films is expensive so we had just a base seed money and we had to just go out there and continue to try to raise funds and ask for help and try to you know find partners to finish this project so it was lengthy and at some points we almost almost gave up but we didn't and you know my editor daniel shaw and my producing partner lindsay ashelman who was our point person in, in pennsylvania you know at some point we all kind of rallied each other and was like no and we will watch something and be excited about it and email everybody else and be like we gotta keep going guys and that's kind of how the vibe of this film was able to be completed that's um it's 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 a challenge. Uh, it's a challenge, and and it takes a village to make a movie these days. And and uh, there's not a lot of people willing to just throw money at projects anymore, right? Unless it's uh, Iron Man or, or or the Avengers or something like that. These days, it's hard to get uh, a movie made. So I, I totally respect that and, and the challenges. One thing one thing I find very interesting that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, you know, you're also an actress, and, and we've seen you in in, in things like uh, Grey's Anatomy or, or or maybe Blue Bloods or uh, you, you, you name it. 
Um, but directing a film or producing a film or both or writing and doing all that, how hard is it going from being, you know, in front of the camera to being behind the camera, namely as, as, as a, as a woman in this industry and also as a, as a Latina woman in this, in, in, in this industry, what were those, it was, was it a, a challenge? Did you have to overcome some obstacles? Um, it's kind of, a, I guess, a compound question, but, you know, how, how long did it take before people took you seriously? Because I don't think you went to film school or anything, right? No, I didn't. And, you know, through this process, we definitely made some mistakes that we wouldn't have made if we had gone to film school as filmmakers instead of actors. Um, but the experience in front of the camera also really informed the decisions we made behind the camera because we were already used to being on set. We knew how things ran. So none of that, none of, none of those elements were surprising. It was just a matter of taking charge of a different position. Now, being a female in the industry, it's still difficult. Um, it's not... Um, an easy task. Thankfully, there is a movement. People are engaging. People are trying to create opportunities for women. People are opening more opportunities for women. So I've seen in the, the course of the making of this film a lot of improvement, and I'm very glad, but there is still a long road ahead of us to get to equality. So we're we're still far behind, but I'm, I'm happy to have more opportunities as they open up. Now, being a Latino filmmaker and being a Latina woman, it's it's definitely adds another layer of difficulty. It's not only difficult to be a woman in a male-dominated business, you know, especially a white male-dominated business, but it's even harder to be a Latina woman in a white male-dominated business. So that's another layer of this onion that we keep on peeling and that we have to, to, to get to. I will say that being in production as a producer and a director, it comes with a certain amount of responsibility and, and people need to respond to you on set, you know, and afterwards. And I did struggle with some of that. I just struggle with, to this day, I just finished a new project and I struggled with that on set. Somebody would not listen to what I'm saying unless a white guy would repeat what I'm saying, oh, which God. was pretty interesting to me. Yeah, it was interesting to me. I'm like, well, here we are in year 2019 and I'm saying something everybody understands, but this guy, but then a white guy repeats exactly what I say and now all of a sudden he understands. Wow. So, you know, it was it was very interesting. So I, I would say I think I'm one of those people of uh, quiet changes. I'm not someone who is going to call out that person on set and say, hey, this is not acceptable behavior, but I'm one who's never going to hire the person again. Right. You know, and that will speak for itself. So I feel like, you know, grace opens doors that hustle can never do. And this is one of those cases of, well, I know what you were about and we don't see eye to eye and that's okay. Next. Right. You know, and that's how that's how it keeps going. Sure. But yeah, the, the challenges are still out there, but we're overcoming and I'm very confident of that. Well, and, and that's why I, I want to congratulate you even more on this film, Don't Look. And and. I, I should correct myself, like, let, lest anyone think uh, Luciana did, I mean, she went to a, a, a very good school. She just didn't study film in school that, that I know of or didn't, like, like major. And I, I don't want anybody to think, like, oh, she, you didn't go to school. I mean, I know you, you went to uh, Columbia University for your graduate school. I mean, it's not anything like that. I want to be clear on that because I don't want people to misconstrued. I mean, you're very uh, – it, it's educated, but it's in a different realm of education. But it's, it's interesting, like – with this film, Don't Look, uh, I, I feel like we're kind of in the same age group because everything I've read about this movie kind of, there there are some throwbacks to that style of film. Namely, uh, there's not really any CGI in this. So all, all of the 
all of the special effects are like old school, right? Yes, there's very little CGI. We were definitely those people who wanted to do it real and in real time. We weren't the, the, the kind of crew who was like, we'll fix it in post, especially because we knew we didn't have money for post. So that would never happen. Um, so we were very smart in setting up a film that had a lot of practical effects. We hired someone who did stage makeup in New York City, and he's fantastic. Eduardo Navas, he did an amazing job. Um, and, you know, that's how we we decided to make this film and I think it shows, I think it's, you know, the thing about CGI is if you have a lot of money, then it looks great. But if you don't, then it looks really crappy. And we really did want to make it the best movie we could possibly make. Yeah. And, and everything I've read, uh, very complimentary. The reviews are, are rave reviews on, on that part of it. And also the character work. What did you do differently uh, in, in building the characters in this movie. And, and I don't think I'm giving anything away, but uh, basically the premise is there's five friends. Uh, they go on a weekend trip together around Thanksgiving. And then, you know, things go the way, you know, sometimes these horror slasher films go. Um, but the character work, uh, you're getting a lot, of, a lot of great reviews on the character work. Was that intentional or is that just the way you write in general? Or... Uh, what was what was the thought process behind the characters in this? Of course, I feel like the most important thing in any film are the relationships. So it was important to us to create um, relationships that were relatable with people that we can think of as, oh, this looks like my next door neighbor or like, oh, yeah, I know somebody like that. You know, that was the idea behind that. As a filmmaker, it was important to me that the roles were diverse. So we kept that in mind, not only during the, the writing process, but also during the casting process. I wanted to reflect the fact that we are a mixed audience and a mixed population you know and we don't see that especially in horror movies constantly so that was part of what i was trying to do um in terms of relationships and characters we had a few people we knew that were going to be part of the film like javier Gomez, my partner um he plays sebastian and we knew Lindsay eshelman who plays nicole was also going to be part of the film so it was easier to write a a character for people that you know because you know you know them you know their strengths and you know their weaknesses and you can play with that and that's the fun of it um and then the other roles just came out of our imagination i mean jess busher who did many versions of the script you know she changed the characters around and played around with different forms of it and then danny keely came at the end and just did one full brush of it um you know you, you read the same thing over and over again or variations of the same thing and you start to think oh my god was that in this version or was that in that version? This is, is it clear or is it clear because I read the other one? So you start to like get lost in the process. So we wanted to make sure that someone with a fresh set of eyes could come through and understand what we're trying to do. Very cool. So like, uh, from a behind the scenes standpoint, I always wonder this, right? So a horror movie, uh, you know, you're watching it as, as, as a movie goer and they're frightening. Uh, how ridiculous is how ridiculous is it on set? So like you got somebody in a clown mask with a chainsaw or something like that. Obviously that's the, the movie poster um, just to be playing these characters. And then once the camera goes off, is it, is there, is it time to laugh or is it kind of like everybody's on edge? Cause it's kind of supposed to be a creepy scene you're shooting. 
It's, it, it was actually a mixed experience. Some actors were um, the kind of actors who needed to be in character all the time, and they kind of felt like they needed to be menacing and walk around and scare people. Um, there were other characters who were not like that. Like our, our killer, for instance, he's physically an intimidating guy. It's part of the reason why we chose him for the role. But he's like the nicest, sweetest guy. <laughs> you know, he was like, my dog had a tick that bit it, and I just started crying. I was like, oh my God, my dog, you know, because I didn't know it was like a tear tick or whatever and he just grabbed the dog and like super nice and just it's okay like super peaceful and pulled the tick out and that was the end of it and i remember looking up and i'm like and he's fully dressed as the killer covered in blood and i'm like this is just a really weird experience to process in my brain like you look super menacing but your behavior right now was just so nice i don't know what to think um so it was interesting you know there were moments like that there's definitely moments that we cracked up and just laughed hysterically you know there's a there's a scene when you watch the film you see that we're running on top of a bus or the school bus that happened three in the morning and we didn't think that that would be covered in dew you know it's late night this is may in pennsylvania it snowed on the last day of the shoot so that you know it was wet and we were like that's fine we'll just run on top of a wet bus it's fine and the sound person was like no that's unacceptable you're gonna fall and slip and hurt yourself so then there's this like sound guy just like wiping the bus and we're all like now there's like three of us on top of the bus letting you down you know so that was part of the experience that you remember fondly in the future of making this film you know it's not necessarily um the press or you know the excitement of going to festivals it's really like those little stories i have a picture of the makeup artist and i bruno mabs like we're in our winter coats just taking a nap on the couch and there's a dog napping in the middle of us you know stuff like that you're like oh my god we were so tired um so those are the fun moments we'll always remember that's uh, I I always wondered that like it just seems like everything's so intense and, and it's like how much fun could you have? It sounds like you have a blast. That's uh, that's awesome. And I want to make sure we get uh, the links out there before people forget. It's uh, you can check out they, they got their own website. It's uh, don'tlookmovie.com. Uh, Twitter, don't look movie. Insta, don't look the movie. Uh, obviously, you can go to uh, uh, Luciana Fallhaber official. We'll, we'll make sure we get all the links out there too. But make sure you follow it because uh, May fourteenth is when the movie comes out. Um, I gotta ask you now. After having directed this and, and gone through the, the, does it change your on-screen roles? Does it change how you look at it? How you how you play parts now, knowing. Uh, having now done the other side of it from a director's oh, yeah. standpoint? A hundred percent. Now, whenever I walk into a set as an actor, I am a hundred times more grateful for everyone that's there. <laughs> from the PA who offers you a coffee when you're tired to, you know, the producer who was able to put this whole thing together. So, you know, before I was always very grateful to have an opportunity to act and to have a job. Now it's the opposite in the sense of like, sure, that's great. And I love working at the same time. I know what every person is doing and I appreciate so much all their work individually. So it went from like this large scale to this very particular scale of every person from the PA to the producer and, you know, the grips and all those people. And it's just so much work. It really takes the village. You know, you really can't. I, I really laugh when people say, you know, you want to have to go out there and do it. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Like, unless you're standing outside in the middle of New York City and doing monologues, like you usually, you really need a village, you know, even if it's for a theater play or if it's for a film. 
um, you do need a community. So when people ask me advice and how to go out there and follow their dreams, I always say find like-minded people and go out there together and do what you can to help each other. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where you're going to get the most support back, you know, coming, coming back at you is when you do that. Um, I don't want to spill the beans on, on this, and, and I don't know how much you can even talk about it. I, I, I know it wasn't planned, but uh, I, I heard through the grapevine that you were – involved in this project called trauma therapy and the only reason why i bring it up um is because a friend of ours tom malloy who's been on the show uh yeah, is one of the writers tom. yeah 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 so uh I, I and i just was checking in how how is that project coming along everything going all right Yes, Trauma Therapy is an amazing movie. Tom Malloy is fantastic as a producer, as an actor, as you know, somebody to be around in general. I mean, that was a fantastic experience. We shot in Idlewild, California, which is a beautiful small town. Um, and he had also this vibe of, of camp, film camp, you know, we're all in this little town together making this film. And it, it, talent is fantastic. There's a lot of great actors in it. And the story is pretty creepy, you know, in a different way of the look the look is a slasher it's blood and guts and trauma therapy is like a whole mind game thing and i and i think a lot of the audience is going to connect with that especially in the times political times that we live today so do keep an eye out for that one i can't wait particularly for it to come out and i text tom almost every other day hey what's up what's going on <laughs> um, but i try to not be one of those people because i, I still you know don't look is being released in in uh a week now less than a week and i still get those text messages from our donors like hey when is it gonna happen when is it gonna come out when do i get my dvd so i know that it's difficult to respond to everyone so i try not to be uh too annoying but i'm excited so i'm definitely also uh keeping an eye out for that one for sure for sure and uh and, and again i didn't want to put you on the spot or anything i just we we love tom tom's a great he was he's been on the show he's a great guy um he's awesome so, and so that was cool it's a small world um yeah so so don't look the movie is out may 14th uh again you can follow luciana on instagram uh, luciana fallhaber official all right you start typing it in it comes up she's the only one there uh and also she got you can check out her website lucianafallhaber.com and the movie links uh don'tlookmovie.com uh, on twitter it's at don't look movie instagram don't look the movie uh make sure you check it out it's gonna be uh it's gonna be everywhere may 14th um what else what else can we talk about what else can we what, plug for you before you before you go um, well, that's pretty, pretty good. I appreciate uh, talking about Don't Look. I have other projects coming up, but at this time I can't really discuss them. So I, my recommendation is go to, to go to the Instagram if you like the work, um, if you like my stuff, follow it, and you get you stay up to date with what's going on. Um, that's it. Right on. Well, Chicago is uh, waiting with bated breath for Don't Look, the movie, May 14th. Luciana, thank you so much for coming on, and hopefully uh, we can have you on when uh, when the next project comes out. It's been great talking to you. I love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and congratulations on all your success, and uh, we'll be watching for you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, there you go, guys. Luciana Fallhaber. Check her out on Instagram, at Luciana Fallhaber, official. And uh, it, the movie is called Don't Look. comes out May 14th. She stars in it. You've seen her in stuff like Gotham, Grey's Anatomy, Shades of Blue, uh, all that fun stuff. So check it out. Support her. It's not easy making movies, so make sure you get out there and support the good ones, all right? Well, that's it for now. Another quick shout-out to Duncan Davis. Thanks again for not suing us, for letting us use your song, Cold Heart, at the top of the show. 
and houseofvans.com to RSVP for the House Party Concert Series this summer here in Chicago, taking back Sunday, Vince Staples, Anderson Pack. Check it out. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening and subscribing and sharing. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show.